very hard on, on fitness and um, and the running game. That's what kind of led me to, to want this dream of being a, a racing driver. There's no point in time and except standards of excellence. We will deal with the Talton Cup if we're in it and we'll, we'll certainly give it every bit of respect. There's no feeling that beats playing for Ireland. My God, I'm going to do everything that is possible to bring us there. This is Sports Beat Extra. On the eve of the football championship, we're taking a deep dive into Leinster and Munster and speaking with a couple of key individuals within the region. As always, I'm Sean Connolly and you're very welcome to Sports Beat Extra. Five counties, one big sports show. Sports Beat Extra. Kicking off the show today, I am very pleased to welcome a four-time Carlo Senior Football Champion as well as a Sigurdsson All-Star and a Rhine Cup winner. I am, of course, speaking about Jordan Morrissey. Jordan, great to have you today. How are things? All good, Sean. They're all good. Thanks for having me on. You're very welcome. Now, I want to start off and I want to take a quick look back in the league, a league campaign that saw a sixth-place finish with five points. As a player, how do you reflect on the campaign overall? Yeah, I suppose in hindsight now, like we're probably pretty disappointed with it, as you said, like five points overall. Um, starting off, the league campaign, we were home to Wicklow, who we're facing on Sunday. Um, went down to 14 men pretty early in the second half, got a point out of the game, and probably not a bad result in hindsight, and set us up to for a decent league campaign. Um, went and got two points then against Waterford, and then the leash game was probably probably a big turning point. Um, we were in control for a lot of that game. Uh, I think we were five points up maybe with 50, 55 minutes played, and probably in a very good position to go on and win the game. And we didn't do so. Uh, and like, if you're the kind of turn back and turn back time and look at it, that was probably a pivotal enough game in the league where it kind of changes the trajectory of your season. Um, we had we picked up a couple of injuries in that game, and we were, yeah, I suppose it kind of changed the dynamic a little bit. Um, ideally, yeah, we would have we would have kind of envisaged ideally getting promoted, I suppose, at the start of the year, and that wasn't the case, but. We can see now without the last couple of games of the league to um I suppose regroup, get things in order, get a couple of bodies back on the field and try prepare for Wicklow and try put some of those wrongs right. So we've loaded a lot of new players as well, which is um which is important. There's been a high turnover in Carlow in the last few years, so I suppose put a positive spin on it. We had that, we had the league in those last few games to trial a few new different things, a couple of new players give them that bit of experience so hopefully we can carry it through to the championship It doesn't matter what sport you're talking about momentum is so so big and that was one thing I was going to touch on with you because you started with that draw against Wicklow followed it up then with the win over Waterford and you're thinking you know something might happen here and then obviously a couple of injuries and a couple of decisions go against you and all of a sudden it's very very hard to make it back now with round one of the Leinster Football Championship Pitney on the road tomorrow it is an opportunity to get one back over on Division 4 rivals Wicklow. An opportunity to show a real sign of intent as you did in the league. How is confidence in the camp now, particularly with the blooding in of those younger players? Yeah, I think we're still in a, still in a pretty good position. As you said, Like looking back on the season or the league campaign as a whole, you can you can kind of dig, dig too deep into things and maybe you can be a little bit hard on yourself. But if you kind of... Kind of peel back the layers and actually analyze game by game, performance by performance. It, the whole the whole picture isn't as bad as in like there was elements there in a lot of games where we were performing quite well for significant periods, but maybe not seeing out games like as I said, Leash is probably probably a pretty pretty good example of that. And um, 
similar case there in the last game of the, the league against Wexford. Um, so, yeah, maybe that's something we just, just need to rectify. But I don't think don't think our confidence is too bad. As I said, we're getting some bodies back on the field. Training has been, has been pretty good. Um, and we're looking forward to the challenge. Like, it's in, it was a draw the last day against Wicklow. Both teams probably felt they could have won the game. Obviously, from, from that game, our trajectories in the league did take a little bit of a, I suppose, a contrasting spin. But, um, yeah, they're coming in on a high, obviously, after getting promoted. Um, didn't win the league final, but I don't think they'll be too hurt about that. And we're kind of coming in from a different different spin. But I think um, look, I'd give us a great chance. I'm sure Wicklow will as well. Um, they'll still win the game. I think we, we have a good chance of winning the game. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to it and looking forward to the challenge. At the end of the day, you can't beat championship football. You jumped ahead of me ever so slightly because I was going to touch. Yeah. I was going to touch upon their 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 league final loss and ask. I suppose as a an elite athlete like yourself at that level, if you thought it was going to impact their mindset tomorrow in any way, shape, or form, or would promotion have I suppose exceeded that defeat and that they've already moved on from that? Yeah, I'm sure their management team will will have them well well focused in on that. Like once once I suppose that game was out of out of their kind of their mindset like once they were done and finished with Sligo like maybe they they um they had the evening off or whatever after that and then I'd say like back on Monday or Tuesday their focus was fully shifted to Carlo. Um I wouldn't say they'll rest on their laurels too much and I'm sure they'll be they'll be well prepared as well. Um if anything, yeah, they'll they'll probably be coming off a bit of a high after getting promoted. Obviously uh, they would have liked to go and win the game, um as you do with every game you play but I don't think it'll affect them too much. No, and it'll be interesting from the outside. And obviously 2023, we're witnessing a new structure for Sam, as well as the Talton Cup. Now, given the county's participation in the latter in 2022, in its debut year, do you feel that the Talton Cup was embraced by players, pundits and fans alike? Yeah, I think it was. Now, unfortunately, I didn't get to play in it last year because we suffered a pretty pretty bad injury. Um, just before, just in preparation for the Talton Cup. Um, but yeah, looking at the games and then, like I think, I think this was in a nutshell, your answer is yeah. Like if you see what I've done for Westmead as a county and the scenes after they wanted, like the streets of Westmead were packed with people. They've probably, those players and fans probably experienced something they haven't experienced in however many years. Um, and that was was really refreshing to see from a county like Carlow and I suppose other counties that are probably operating at a similar level like the lower divisions obviously Westmead have improved and have kind of made their way up the ranks the last few years but um, yeah I just feel like it gives players maybe that bit more of a, a bit more of a bite for championship football and you can see like before the Talton Cup last year I would have been a little bit sceptical that I could have been left by the wayside and um you know that it might be forgotten about a little bit, but I don't think that was the case, and it received a lot of, I suppose, media attention, and a lot of like fans got behind it. Players definitely bought into it. I know we did. Um, so yeah, no, I don't think I think it was a it was a pretty successful year, and I'm interested to see what this new restructuring is like. Obviously, the the number of games has increased pretty significantly, so. Yeah, that's what you want. More games, more football. It's, I don't think, don't think it can be a bad thing. It gives, I suppose, certain players who wouldn't have had the opportunity for a deep run into real championship football an opportunity to taste it. I was present uh, in Cullen Park for the clash with Tipperary. 
I wanted to see it firsthand and I really felt like the partisan support there that day, they were very much enjoying what they saw. And I know your side obviously weren't present, but they enjoyed victory against what was a fancy premier side on that day. Do you look at a competition as something where a deep run is something that can really be targeted in 2023? Yeah, absolutely. It can be. Like, like with maybe I think three games to go in the league, like our, the promotion was kind of gone out of our hands um, and our, obviously our focus shifted to Wicklow. Um, but like, as in, we, we know as a county now, like, it's, it's not just one championship game or two championship games and a qualifier, you know, that kind of way based on the previous structure. Like, you know, uh, if you win maybe one or two games in the Leinster Championship, that would be fantastic. But you know you have a, a good quantity of games coming against opposition that are, I suppose, on a sim- similar kind of level or pedestal to yourselves, um, which is kind of like, as in the group stages, it's kind of like a mini-league format again. Um, so, yeah, you know you have a longer season ahead. You know you're, you're going to be playing competitive games of football. And you know you have a chance, which is the most important thing. Like, if you get your house in order, you know you're going to have a chance in those games. And it's definitely motivating and incentivizing for players. Um, so yeah, I, I think it is. I think it could be very good going forward. Yeah, well, it's fantastic, I suppose, for the spectator as well and, and for the GAA fan that there's so much extra action available and so much of it being publicised as well on the television. Now, while I have you here, from a club perspective, I can't not touch on Aerog. Following a run of four in a row, two years without silverware. We, yeah, two years ago, for going for five in a row, Raffili dipped us in the county final. Um, the game that probably could have gone either way, and we came out the wrong side of it. Uh, we felt definitely at the time that we had the players to go and go and do the five in a row. Um, but obviously, in, in all, all sports and all kind of walks of life, that five in a row and anything is just so difficult to do, to stay consistently winning um, and unfortunately we kind of fell at the final hurdle uh, and it's still something that kind of it would be quite sore uh, I suppose for a lot of players uh, you, but you, at the same time you wouldn't want to be uh, I suppose focusing on it too much um, then last year I just think it was uh, quite a few things didn't really go right in the camp we picked up so many injuries myself I didn't really play any no championship football we're talking about and we had a couple of other key figures that were much the same. Um, not that that's an excuse, but you, you go and kind of on form for that, like you're saying, the four in a row and the county final, like we were just miles off the mark for where we'd want to be as a club and especially as a senior team. Um, and we're well aware of that. So, yeah, look, obviously at the moment the focus is firmly on Carlo, but once the summer kind of goes by and we're coming into the latter latter stage of the summer when the club is really kicking off here in Carlo we'll be sure to get plenty of training done and get, get miles back in the legs and be kind of trying to get lads fit and ready for championship football and I suppose keeping bodies on the field is a big thing so yeah that'll be obviously trying to win back that Carlo championship is our sole focus for Aero this year and we'll do everything in our power to try to get it back and I suppose look mixing the two factors of what we have discussed looking at county and club it can only benefit the county when you're looking at last year with Tinryland and Palatine. I mean, it was the first meeting since 1951, I believe. It's it's fantastic, and I would know that you'd know plenty of the lads involved with that, but it's great for the county to see additional competition at club level. Well, no, I, I can see what you mean from a county perspective. It can only bring on players. Um, but yeah, I'd have firmly have my air all cut on there. I'd, I'd prefer if we were in the final every year. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. It's all right to be greedy when it comes to club level. <laughs> Now, lastly, and moving away from the field, I just want to touch on an academic level. You're after capping off an extraordinary feat in DCU, receiving the prestigious DCU Chancellor's Medal. 
Describe the emotion when you found out about that, because there's an awful lot of people proud of what you have managed to achieve there. It's exceptional. Yeah, I suppose I was a little bit overwhelmed, and it's yeah, like when I was actually told that I won it, it was a little bit surreal. Like considering the amount of fantastic people in the university and the amount of those intellect, uh, like there's some incredible people doing some incredible research in DCU. Um, too many to mention, and in such kind of so diverse fields of research and engineering, and further afield as well. Um, but yeah, it was just I was just so yeah a lot of proud. Uh, a lot of pride and I was just yeah very proud for myself and just so happy for my family as well because of friends, partners, the support that they've given me and the time I've invested in it and then I suppose when you get recognised on an individual level for something I don't know something that's so prestigious as you said yeah it was just it was really a surreal feeling um, can't really put it into words <laughs> You're setting an intense benchmark for future Carlo athletes to follow that much is a certainty but I won't take any more of your time today. It's been a been a fantastic thing to talk to you. Thanks ever so much, and the very best of luck tomorrow. No problem, Sean. Thanks a million for your time, and thanks for having me on. Five counties, one big sports show. Sports beat extra. Sticking with the football championship, and in the build-up to tomorrow's Munster Senior Football quarterfinal clash with Waterford, I had the privilege of speaking with Tipperary manager David Power. I asked him how his side have responded to what has been an extremely difficult league campaign, supplying a solitary point and ultimately relegation to Division 4. It's been a tough league, um, there's no issue saying that. Um, I, think from, I think from the down game onwards, uh, when Connor picked up the cruciate, um, not only did we lose a, um, a seriously good player, but we, we lost a seriously good leader in the dressing room. Um, you know, I thought the, down, the second half against Down, we were quite, we were quite good. Maybe unlucky not to get something out of, out of the game. Um, and again, we had good spells, but we had also very, very bad spells. And and I, I think the opposition really, really punished us in it. There's a number of games I kind of look back on, and I would say that we, we were probably unfortunate. Um, the Offaly game, I would have felt that we were probably the better team. Um, even though, even though if people are looking at the scoreline, um, they got two very very late goals. Um, don't we, we're after leaving a lot of chances behind us. Um, so from that point of view, we have to remain positive. Uh, hopefully, we will get a couple of uh, players back as well that will strengthen up the panel. Um, don't, and I think our our next target now is getting is getting a win. We'll say against Warford, which won't be easy. Um, actually, Warford was probably our last victory. We'll say in the McGrath Cup. Hopefully, we can start. We'll say the championship. We'll say with a win. Momentum is key in sport and for any team. As I discussed with Jordan earlier, injuries can wreak havoc. Tipperary endured more than one injury throughout that league, and this is something that I probed upon with David to learn about the ultimate effects it had on his side. So, um, Colin Kendi has been out all league as well. He's been a big blow. Dean Crew then picked up um, an injury during the league as well. Um, I suppose uh, after every game, uh, I don't like making excuses of injuries and and I would say the loss of players. But you just take the Westmead game for example. Um, we, we had only three of the Munster final winning team in 2020. It's been a serious turnover of players over the last couple of years. And then we're we're forced thrown would say inexperienced players in in at the deep end when the ideal situation is that you're kind of blooding them that that they're they're in with 
maybe nine, ten experienced players. But then you're forced with really playing maybe up to maybe 10, 11, 12 inexperienced players. Um, that's tough going. And it's, it's tough going on the players that are really only coming in as well because you have to give them confidence. And it's very, very hard, I suppose, to get confidence if they see us, I suppose, not winning a game. Um, so, look, over the next couple of weeks, I think our focus is hopefully we get to, hopefully we'll get a couple of injuries back. We've been unfortunate this year, and that's the way it goes. But, look, the bottom line is now, look, the league is gone. We have to look forward and get a win. Because, look, we need a win. We all need a win. The management, everything, because we're all down. Um, and it's it's not simple. But the, the one thing that I can assure people is the players, the management, were putting everything into it. Tipperary has a proud affiliation with hurling, and not so much with Gaelic football in recent years. But there is a staunch commitment within the supporters that travel to view the county week in, week out. And David is hoping that more people can join that loyal contingent that follow his team on an annual basis. Look, at the end of the day, we're a brand, I suppose, Tipperary GA. Um, they're all like, look, I go to all the horror, don't would say all the horror matches where possible, and we should all, don't know what the big thing is when Tipperary is going well. Usually, both codes are going well because because they really feed off each other. Look, we, look, Tip football. We know we have a small base, and and don't like you take uh, that poor bus up in Fermanagh. Don't that sums it up. They they still kept going, uh, they still kept going all the way up from Cavan to Fermanagh, even though it broke down, um, but. For them, for them, the big, the big thing is we we need to get a result for all those loyal supporters as well, and hopefully, look, I would encourage as well as parents bring kids as well. Big, big, big thing. They're great days to be in Semple Stadium. Um, it gives kids, I suppose, aspirations, dreams to play in Semple Stadium, and that's what it's all about. The dream of representing Tipperary in Semple Stadium has always been a big, big part for any young boy and girl within the county. But recent decreased attendances at football games have led to conversations as to whether or not the team should be playing in Semple Stadium. There's calls for maybe a regional stadium like Clonmel to hold the county team. And I asked for David's opinion on this. My view it would be a, it would be a complete backward step for Tipperary football if we weren't playing in Semple Stadium. Um, I think it's um, done for all the players they want to play in the best stadia. Um, you take the opposition teams that we're playing, you know, um, it it has all the facilities. It, it, it's got everything. But from just from a playing point of view, if Tip are to, don't like if we were to improve, we have to play in the Semple Stadium, because because ultimately we're going to be playing in big stadiums. Um, don't and this is not being disrespectful to any regional um, region. Uh, we'll say Arfin and Tebetui, Clamel. Don't ultimately the players want to play in Torres and I think I think that has to be that has to be really respected. It's clear that the players wish to remain in Semple Stadium and I can absolutely understand where David is coming from. Another thing that the players want is as much championship activity as they can possibly get and the 2023 Talton Cup presents that opportunity. I asked David about his ambitions for Tipperary for the upcoming campaign. Well I suppose the initial aim is for us to be Warford. Um, and then after Warford, we want, uh, last year we would have been very, very disappointed in the way the Talton Cup went for us. Um, looking at the Talton Cup this year, you're going to have at least three games. And it's our aim. We've seen enough, we've played enough teams where we feel if we can get, if we can get our strongest possible squad fit, that we, can have a, that we can have a big say in the Talton Cup. 
and that's um, and that's and that's an ambition. Um, but I suppose initially is getting out of that group in the Tartan Cup, um, and that's and that's that's the first ambition. So um, look, we still have plenty to play for, and even during the league when when things weren't going well. That Tartan Cup at the end of the day was still driving us on because in terms of getting, hopefully we can get all our players back fit and that we can have a right rattle off the Tartan Cup. Tipperary as a county has enjoyed numerous football successes in various different age categories. But this has come in waves and dips over the past decade. I asked David for his opinion on this and what he feels needs to be done to rectify the current slide. I think it starts, at, we'll say, at the underage. Um, I suppose we're nearly going on ten years where the minor team, you know, has, you know, I suppose has been struggling. Um, I know last year they won the Darl Darcy, which was, which was brilliant. Um, but if you look at ten, twelve years ago, beating Cork and Kerry at minor level, and that's, um, that's where we need to get back to. Um, I think there's there's a lot of planning, um, a lot of work that needs to be done. Over, we nearly have to start again. Really, I nearly would say. We nearly have to put a, nearly a 10-year plan in, in place. Um, and this, this has got nothing at all to do with, okay, don't people will say the dual, the dual player and all that. The bottom line here is the way the championship structures are now, under 17, under 20, it's not, it's, it's not possible to be dual. But the one thing that we can do now is, from under 13 upwards, is, is have a plan in place that Tipperary GA can put out the best possible teams in both hurling and football, and that's and that's and that's a big thing that needs to to happen. And I think we're already seeing bits and pieces of it, even through the senior team. The new players that are coming through are not used to winning, are not used to playing at a high level. You compare to the lads, okay, that played in the Munster senior final, but look at all look at all the different experiences that they've got. Some of these guys were played in two, three under twenty-one monster finals, and 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 won one. They played in minor all Ireland finals, played in minor monster finals. We don't have that same same experience of player coming through at the minute. So, f- for that to happen again, I would say there needs to be a plan put in place by the football board, county board, uh, coaching and games, that there needs to be a ten-year plan put in place, and that and also would would also involve developing coaches as well and which is which is a, i think an issue i think the, 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 we need to start developing um in-house coaches as well um you know as well so there's a lot of work to be done and um over the next couple of years there's no point in saying otherwise um it's it's going to be hard and and it's, and it's important that we do keep the experienced players involved in order to i suppose nurture the new senior footballers coming through Action gets underway tomorrow in Semple Stadium with a throw-in time set for 2 o'clock. We've heard what it means for David Power. We wait tomorrow to see what it means on the field for both Tipperary and Waterford in the 2023 Championships. Five counties, one big sports show. Sports Beat Extra. That is everything for today and I hope that I've got you all geared up and ready for the football tomorrow. Continue sending your messages through our socials and your emails to sport at beat102103.com. Beat Anthems is coming up right after this one final message for every sports club in the region. Club Focus with Eco Solar Energy, the solar experts you can rely on. Make the cleaner choice. EcoSolarEnergy.ie Tell me, how do you fancy winning a grand for your club? 
Club Focus is up and running. We're speaking with some of the finest sporting people in the region. Each month I visit a club and I give them a chance to take their place in the limelight. You can feature on air, online and across all of our socials. Then, at the end of the 12 months, one lucky club will bag €1,000 bursary. And that winning club will also be chosen through a public vote. So why not use the opportunity to attract new members? Club Focus is part of Beat's ongoing commitment to support the work that all of you local clubs do, while also bringing to notice and celebrating the positive impact that you have on your local communities. So if you want to get your club involved, simply head to beat102103.com forward slash Club Focus to apply now. I can't wait to meet you. Club Focus with Eco Solar Energy, the solar experts you can rely on. Make the cleaner choice. EcoSolarEnergy.ie